This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 3rd, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. What about Ford, Toyota, Honda, Volkswagen, BMW, Kia, Nissan? And all the talk about rescuing GM and Chrysler from a standard-issue bankruptcy. It may be easy to forget that the bulk of auto manufacturing in the United States is neither GM nor Chrysler. Dan Eikenson, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies, comments. Yeah, we hear from President Obama that he wants to take a hands-off approach and that this is temporary and they're going to get in and out, but it's just absolutely impossible. Uh, not only implausible, but 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 impossible. Uh, U.S. taxpayers have a 60% stake in, in GM right now. The government has every incentive in the world now to show the electorate that they didn't make a mistake and that the the taxpayers are going to get a return here. So that means policy is going to be uh, invoked that incentivizes consumers to purchase GM products instead of, say, Ford. Uh, I think policies will be uh, in place that hamstring the competition to GM, that raise the costs of GM's competition, that subsidize the consumption of GM products. And I think that bodes poorly for Ford, and I, uh, regrettably, at some point, they might reach the conclusion that, you know, we've been going it alone, we haven't asked for any money yet, uh, but we're just not going to be able to continue to compete with a national treasury that uh, that doesn't have a, uh, any end to its spending. This conversation didn't really get a lot of play, uh, even when the initial round of auto bailout money went around, there was very little consideration for Ford or other auto manufacturers that produce cars in the United States when it seems like the the time at which the government was putting money into Chrysler and GM was about the time that Toyota and Ford should have been picking over the carcass of of that company anyway. That's right. I mean, that's the way competition is supposed to work. The the companies that have inefficient cost structures that make bad decisions that offer consumers products they don't want to purchase. I'm speaking here of of GM and, and Chrysler. Uh, they should atrophy. They should yield market share. They should lose business. And the more successful firms, those who are more efficient, those who produce the products people want to buy, should get a larger slice of the pie. They should be the firms leading us forward. It's it's an evolutionary process here. But politicians seem to uh, draw a distinction between the big three and the other auto producers that that are operating here, the the BMWs, the Toyotas, and Hondas, and Kias, and Volkswagens, they are every bit as much American. They're employing American workers. They are paying taxes. They're supporting local businesses and local communities. But uh, we have to, for some reason, politicians feel the need to make this distinction, and uh, we're we're throwing uh, good money after bad with respect to GM. One of the big problems here is in 2000, in the year 2000, GM was at its peak value. Its market capitalization was about $60 billion. Uh, today, the U.S. Uh, taxpayer has $50 billion invested in GM. In order to, to make taxpayers whole without earning any return, the, the company's going to need to be valued at $80 billion. That's a 33% increase from its peak in, in the heady days of 2000. That's not going to happen next year or the year after, or many, many years from now. So I think... There is an incentive for the government to stay involved, uh, particularly since GM is being used as a vessel to, you know, to ostensibly to convert our economy from a carbon-based economy to a renewables-based one. And regardless of what it costs, uh, I don't see the government giving up on this project.
as I discussed earlier with Jeffrey Myron, the government through President Obama says uh, they would like to take a, a hands-off approach, but even by taking this company through a bankruptcy, firing the CEO, um, making decisions about where certain cars are going to be manufactured, be it in China or the United States, already made a bunch of key decisions. And by taking the gov- this company through a special bankruptcy, the unions took a smaller haircut and bondholders took a bigger haircut than otherwise would have occurred. Yes, the, the government... It- to the government, a hands-off approach means uh, you can produce whatever you want, wherever you want, uh, as long as there are small cars made in U.S. factories paying labor, you know, 30% above uh, the, the, the going rate nationally. We have a problem here in the sense that the, the, the UAW contract uh, expires in two years. will be right at the beginning of the 2012 uh, election campaign. And if the puppet management of GM uh, drives a hard bargain with labor, and labor doesn't like it. Uh, I don't see why labor isn't going to go straight over their heads to President Obama and say, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we have an election coming up, uh, we want a better deal. Uh, we've already seen the, the administration uh, promise the unions that uh, the new GM will not be importing small cars from its facilities abroad to give scope for GM to, 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 to build up its market here and to produce, produce here. There are lots of political decisions that are going to be implemented uh, ostensibly to the benefit of, of GM, uh, but that is ultimately uh, sabotaging the auto market and, and, our, and our capitalist system. In the bailout, in the stimulus, and the auto bailout, the chief argument for doing it is avoiding a fate worse than if we don't do this. Right. I mean, that's oh, that's always the argument. Well, how credible is that? Well, the the argument for intervention was based on the, the assumption that uh, the government could come in and prevent job loss. Really, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that 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 matters to politicians. Uh, had GM declared bankruptcy, entered Chapter Eleven back in October, before the whole process was politicized, uh, I think we'd be uh, better off than we are today. We would have found buyers. Uh, the assets would have been um, purchased by other companies, and uh, they, they could we could be at the same stage that we are at now with the taxpayers not really being on the hook. But taxpayers are on the hook now, and we're closing 14 of 47 plants uh, in the United States. It's going to be quite a lot of job loss there. We're closing uh, hundreds of dealerships across the country. There's going to be job losses there as well. This could have happened uh, through the bankruptcy process without uh, the government being involved and and uh, committing taxpayers to to supporting GM for from here till the, to eternity. Dan Eikenson is associate director of the Cato Institute Center for Trade Policy Studies. Read more of his work at cato.org. <laughs>